Welcome to our podcast, where we talk about everything there is to talk about from the LGBTQIA plus 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 lens from across two places in Southeast Asia. I'm O for Oh My God, We're Back! And I'm D as in D-Day. Girl. Okay, what, what else am I supposed to say? And this is... Oh, right. <laughs> okay, Fuck. pause. Okay. Pause and then say it. And welcome to No girl. No. <laughs> and this is quit from the train. Oh my god. Wow, I'm so out of practice. Alright, okay, okay. Let me start again. Welcome to our podcast, where we talk about everything there is to talk about from the LGBTQIA plus 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 lens from across two places in Southeast Asia. I'm O for Oh my god, we're back. And I'm D as in D-Day. And this is Queer from the Straits. No, just, like, like, I just want to, I just, it, this, this brings me back to the first episode that we recorded where we had so much technical difficulties. And we were like, here we are after like two and a half months break and we were like, still at ground zero. How do zero. you do this again? <laughs> <laughs> like, um, I don't really remember. <laughs> Yeah, I've totally forgotten how to do the intro. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, to be fair, though, the technical difficulties this time around, much less than the first time. Mm-hmm. That was, like, painful. Um, yeah, yeah, this time we yeah. figured it out pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. You know, after, you know, we've been... Is it two months? I feel like it's been two months. I think it's been two since months. Since we last... Yeah, since we last spoke. I mean, in my mind, I was like, you know, we kind of need some break to re-energize mm-hmm. and recharge. And then Pride Month was coming up, and I was like... Everyone is going to talk about Pride during Pride yeah. Month. So, like, we don't really need to, you know, chip in. <laughs> we, we, yeah. we, we continue the conversation after the corporate sponsors have pulled out. Exactly. After June. So, you know. Yeah. Every day is Pride Month for us. Um, yes. And, like, yeah. And, 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 and um, you know, we were giving space to other people <laughs> to talk about Pride. <laughs> Oh yeah, definitely. You know, apparently there was um Asia's uh, not Singapore's first podcast was featured on the BBC recently. Congratulations. <coughs> um, yeah. Um okay, yes. O sent a message to me and was like, uh, I think that we were first. And <laughs> I mean, I guess ours is a transnational podcast. Um mm-hmm, it's not mm-hmm. it's not just Singaporean, so I guess they can have it. But yeah, you know, no yeah. shade, whatever. Like yeah. we're, we're one family. <laughs> yeah, no shade, no team. Love you, SG boys. Congratulations. Yes, you know. congrats for your international you know, shout out. All the um, best. Any other media, if you want to talk to us, like, let us know. The email is queerfromthestraits at gmail.com. Um, we're one of the few Southeast Asian podcasts where it's not just gay men um, mm-hmm, <laughs> who are mm-hmm. hosting it. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and we try to include as much diversity of the queer experience in Southeast Asia. So that's my mm-hmm. little elevator pitch about why you should interview us yeah i mean you know you probably you know since we're anonymous you probably need to like do some mm. creative thinking about how you want to promote us but yeah you know talk to us call us email yes. us yes dm us we're here <laughs> <laughs> anyways so how's the past two months been what have you been <sighs> up to Oh my god. Um, I I've had like a hectic time at work. Work has been super hectic, which is why, mm-hmm. like you know, I feel like sometimes our energies for the podcast are like very opposite. 
Like, mm. you know, like sometimes my energy for it will be like high. I'll be like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. like I've got this person that I think would be a good guest, blah, blah, blah. And then like your at your energy for it is like, you know, I've got like mm-hmm. a lot going on and, and, and I don't think I have time. Mm-hmm. And then like on the times when you're like, okay, let's go, let's do it. I'm like, <laughs> I can't do it, babe. <laughs> like, <laughs> Girl, I do not have the time. <laughs> and I'm, I yeah. totally get it. You know, we're just on, yeah. we were just on different wavelengths for the past couple of weeks which is fine we needed to like you know just take a step yeah. back and yeah you know, come come back when we you know decided that you know um we have more i guess not not energy but more space just like headspace yeah yeah headspace exactly for that. Yeah. yeah yeah exactly because uh unbeknownst to uh the listeners who are listening to us it takes a lot of effort okay it takes a lot yeah. of pre-thought about yes. what we're going to talk about and then there's the actual recording with technical difficulties. <laughs> yes, we just experienced some. Correct. And then there is the editing, and then there's promotional marketing. This is a campaign, guys. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And th- we're not getting paid for this. So exactly. You know. So it's so. like when we have time, when we have energy. Um, Correct. So yeah, we you know, and and we always want this to be fun for us. I think. Mm-hmm. I think we don't want it to feel like work. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it's good we took a break. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, we decided we'll just like do this sort of like launch back into it. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's 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 good. And like we, I, we have a few ideas for coming upcoming episodes that I think are very timely. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I'm excited for like what we, we can talk about. So today, I guess we're just kind of catching up with each other and yeah. with you all. Yeah, I mean, like, it, it, don't get us wrong. I mean, D, me and D do catch up with each other once in a, yeah. you know, every you know, couple of days. Like, just not with on the podcast, basically, is what we're saying. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so before, um, you know, when we were speaking this morning about doing this episode today, it was quite impromptu, by the way. I was kind of like, hmm, what can we talk about? So I was thinking, like, maybe do we want to talk about COVID? Do we want to talk about the vaccination because i know we we, we we were planning to do an episode on that right um yeah in the future yeah we want to do a vaccine uh episode for sure yeah but i mean how's your what's your update in malaysia because i mean to, to our new <laughs> listeners uh these in malaysia i'm in singapore so we are in wildly different vaccination slash covid infection rates at the moment right um, so maybe you want to talk a bit about what's happening in in malaysia Oh god. So yeah, this is why I said D is in D day because mm. um it's it's not good here. <laughs> yep. And yeah, I mean we laugh about it, but it's actually not even funny. So, no, I'm laughing so <laughs> yeah. I don't cry. I'm laughing yeah, so I don't no, cry. No, I get it. I get it. I mean I see the numbers coming out every day and I'm just like uh <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Again, I'm laughing through <laughs> the pain. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So like we we've been under like some kind of supposed movement control order for like I I've lost track of the time. Like, mm-hmm. um, this Wednesday it's supposed to be the end of the enhanced movement control order. Mm-hmm. Um. But God knows what the plan is because the numbers have just gone up instead of down. Mm-hmm. Um. And and things are getting really bad for people in Malaysia. I'm sorry, y'all. Like the the situation on the ground is bad. Like people, mm. I was telling a friend overseas this. I mean, I've become kind of numb to the situation, 
because like I was telling my friend like I was like yeah you know like people are flying white flags outside their houses Mm -hmm. to to say that they have no food and and to signal to their neighbors and and people that they need food aid like they're in really bad shape and my friend was like oh my god that's so that's so messed up that's like really dystopian and i was like oh yeah i guess it is dystopian Mm -hmm. it is yeah (laughs) but i'm like i'm so i feel like i'm so numb by everything that's happening that it didn't when i saw it happening it didn't quite register to me just how bad it was and it took like a third party outside of the country to be like yeah it's it's really messed up i mean Mm -hmm. it is you know but yeah like i said like so many bad things are happening it was for me um Mm -hmm. hard to like it just didn't register the, the depth of how bad it is um so yeah that the infections are just going up people are running out of money and food and um there today is the ninth the 10th what's today oh gosh the, it's the 10th the 10th of july yeah so uh there's an ongoing online protest right now today uh tomorrow and monday and it's it's called it's like the black flag movement that's happening in Malaysia. Mm-hmm. So people are flying black flags at their house or like just wearing all black and, and posting it to social media. And they have three demands. One of them is for Muhyiddin, the, pri- the prime minister, to resign. One is to um, end the emergency ordinance. And the, I think the third is to, to open parliament. So... Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> And I, you know, as part of my 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 work, I have to sort of pay attention to what's happening in Malaysia and like report to my bosses, like you know, um, what's the security situation in in the in the mm-hmm. country. Mm-hmm. And um, I was basically like, I don't want to alarm everybody, but I mm-hmm. think like we're going to see civil unrest in Malaysia. Like, mm-hmm. I I think it's not a matter of if, but when. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think I think these online protests, people are just holding off until it's safer to actually go down to the street and protest. Right. Um. But yeah, there's like a growing protest movement towards the current Malaysian government um and I see queer people taking part um so Mm -hmm. and and actually I think I don't know it's like it's everything's pretty bad um Mm -hmm. and I'm so I'm like also trying to like I was like talking to colleagues last night we had like a really long happy hour it was like more than one hour Mm -hmm. um and we were talking about like yeah everything's pretty shit but we were also trying to talk about what makes us feel hopeful and like um in this moment and and i was like you know honestly like this is the moment of like potentially undoing a lot of the really harmful things in malaysia um you know like racial discrimination like i think you know malaysia practices um, affirmative action for the majority for those of you outside of Malaysia um, Malays who are the majority get special privileges but it it you know historically was supposed to help Malays catch up to um, the urban non-Malays in economically but it just hasn't worked out that way because the elite Malays are the ones who benefit from these special privileges I think working class Malays really don't benefit from these affirmative action policies and 
um i think it's the 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 stark inequality and like just it's it's making that very clear to people like like people can feel it like working class malays can feel that they're not going to get any of these special privileges and they can see the malay elite just like enjoying their wealth and in these hard times so i think that this is the closest malaysia's ever come to being able to get rid of affirmative action in this really harmful way because i i i believe in affirmative action but um i just think that our country has done it wrong um it's not helping the people who need it and um i think i think we're actually like the the silver lining to this horrible situation is that we might actually be able to 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 get to a more just society so that's where my hope is and and also like everybody's just trying to take care of each other like mm-hmm. i mean as usual in malaysia the government fucks up mm-hmm. and we the people the rakyat have to um you know take care of each other and people are doing that people are collecting money i mean it's just like my instagram stories is just constantly one fund after another saying like please can you donate mm-hmm. i know there's like a lot of need everywhere but like if you can donate we'll like buy food for people we'll give cash to people um who need it so mm-hmm. yeah like that's giving me hope too that people aren't waiting around for the government to help them and they know that they can't so like mm-hmm. people are just self organizing and and doing the damn thing so that's that's <laughs> that's giving me hope but that's yeah. the, like the situation yeah i mean it does sound quite dire i would say like you know cuz you know my mom is still obviously still in, mm-hmm. in in kl so you know i've been catching up with her once you know a couple of days just to check out on her and how she's doing and like i think you're right with the whole EMCO, RMCO, CMCO, <laughs> MCO i even i can't keep track i'm like always confused what the differences are Yeah, I mean their whole thing is like, oh, we have to save the economy, but <laughs> I saw I mean, someone not... tweet like Yeah. <laughs> someone was like, um, people are dying. Like it can't be an economy if everyone's dead. <laughs> well, that that goes to the capitalism model, right? Yeah, it's true for mm. sure. Um, so yeah, so I feel like, you know, I've been seeing a lot on social obviously the the bandera uh putih which is white flag. Um, hashtag that's been trending. And then there's a couple mm-hmm. of other flags. I know you mentioned the black one, but there's I saw a red one recently. So mm-hmm. I in, in my mind for, I know sorry go that's ahead. for animals. Oh, like, really? Yeah, but you're oh. like if cuz like yeah, like people I think like yeah, like animal shelters, zoos, right. um even just like people who informally try and feed animal like stray animals, like they're mm-hmm. running out of money to do that. So mm-hmm. um yeah, they're trying oh, to Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, are there any other colors that's that's popping up? Is there a pride flag? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think there was a sub- oh, that's the other thing. So there's been, I feel like pride was pretty subdued because mm-hmm. you know, as per usual, when the government is fucking up and they mm-hmm. want to distract people, um, they were like, okay, let's go after the queers and mm-hmm. and and so they were like, we're gonna police pride. content online. Um Oh wow, I didn't know that was happening. Yeah, so I feel like uh you know, usually like online pride is really the only place that people can celebrate in Malaysia. Mm-hmm. Um and I feel like even that was pretty subdued this year because like suddenly they were like, "Oh, we're going to go after queer people." Um and it's like mm. it's definitely intended to distract people, but it also has material consequences. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. So 
I don't like you know sometimes people are like oh don't get distracted and it's like yeah don't get distracted but like when they say like they're gonna do this it does have consequences for people who are actually queer you know <laughs> like yeah. Um, yeah so yeah it's 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 not it's, it's not, not pretty great. <laughs> yeah. it's and, not great but yeah. like you know like I said there's mutual aid going around um, including Seed Foundation, which is a, a trans-led NGO. Mm-hmm. And they collected over 50,000 ringgit mm-hmm. and um, gave out, like, food aid to, like, trans and queer people, uh, uh, like, around, across Malaysia. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, we've, we've, like I said, we only have each other. So, yeah. 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 And do you think, like, especially in Malaysia, and I'll, I'll talk about the Singapore experience, like, you know, maybe a couple, you know, later after in the podcast, because it feels very jarring in terms mm. of the response by the Singapore government. But before I get to that, so I just want to ask, like, how do you think the LGBT community in Malaysia has been responding to the recent sort of spikes in cases? Has it, do you think, like, um, you know, with the and the vaccination as well. Like, has it been harder for LGBT people to go to get vaccinated? Are there sort of policies that, in unintended or intended, otherwise, you know, that you know, discriminates against vaccinations for LGBT persons? Um, I'm not entirely sure, which is why I want to do a, an episode on vaccines because, mm-hmm. like, you know, I I did get my first dose of the vaccine, but like, I'm a cis woman, and mm-hmm. you know, very my appearance is pretty gender conforming. Like mm-hmm. people look at me, they know that I'm a woman and that is my gender identity. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't experience anything, but like, I think, so I think there's a few ways, um, you know, I think we have to remember that um, migrants and undocumented people are also queer people or like there are queer people amongst Mm-hmm. Um, undocumented and migrant populations in Malaysia, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and especially, you got to remember Sabah and Sarawak, especially Sabah. Sabah has really high um, rates of stateless people, like people who are, you know, maybe born in Sabah, but they don't have citizenship for, for different reasons. Mm. Um, and, you know, in any population, obviously a percentage of them will be queer, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think being undocumented is probably the biggest barrier to receiving aid and receiving a vaccine in Malaysia at the moment, because um, that's the other population the government's going after. They're going after undocumented people. They're like, you know, uh, we, we want to like do more immigration raids when, which is like kind of conflicting with an earlier message that everyone would be able to get vaccinated regardless of immigration status. Yeah. So is that not the case now in in Malaysia? It's I mean technically yes you can get a vaccine even mm-hmm. if you're not documented but because there has been all this really hateful rhetoric about oh mm-hmm. we're going to raid migrants um we're going to put people in immigration detention and vaccinate them there mm-hmm. obviously undocumented people are now going to be really reluctant to come forward for vaccination mm. um so yeah those are like i think so yeah I, I mean in sabah especially like last year there was um a a, a fund a mutual aid fund for food aid for uh queer people in sabah and, uh, you know, especially I think they were help, trying to help trans 
women, trans feminine people, and, you know, trans people are more affected by the MCO because they're more likely to be doing informal work. Like, you know, mm-hmm. they might be doing sex work or they might be doing like, uh, you know, like odd jobs, you know, the kind of work that will be disrupted by a lockdown mm-hmm. and, and they probably won't have savings. Um, and they probably feel a bit more uncomfortable trying to get aid from regular mutual aid funds or charities because they may feel they're be, they'll be discriminated against or they might be dead named or, yeah. you know, they'll have to show like identity yeah. parts that don't match their appearance and, you know, stuff like that. And, mm. um, so I think similar things would probably affect people, you know, when they're trying to get a vaccination, like having to to show an uh, maybe a, a, an ID that doesn't match your appearance and then like being questioned about that. That's probably, you know, a barrier, yeah. I imagine. But yeah, yeah, we'll definitely try and get somebody to speak to that experience soon. In Singapore, the rollout of the vaccine has been largely fine. It was a bit slow in the beginning. Um, so I think actually, if you look at the stats, right, Malaysia has been giving more shots than Singapore. Um, did you see Kyrie's uh, <laughs> <laughs> tweet? I'm not going to talk about this other country the size of a postage stamp. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Who's that? Singapore, uh, who, who is yeah. she? <laughs> yeah, she's like, um, there's a tiny speck in the desert. Thank you very much. I have the whole desert. Okay, thank you. Uh, but I mean, in a way, yeah. If you look at comparisonly, uh, comparatively, sorry, uh, the numbers Malaysia has been given more, given giving more shots at least, at least up to two weeks ago. Now Singapore has kind of ramped up um its vaccination drive. Maybe Kyrie kind of prompted that you know who knows because singaporeans are kiasu right so it's like yeah. we cannot lose one <laughs> yeah it's true and to be fair um singapore got the first batch of the vaccine all the way back in december okay december right. and i didn't get my shot until literally june um and yeah so i think a couple of weeks ago um you know my age group so in singapore how they've done it the the the, the rollout is that um they go by age group so for the longest time, it was like um, 50 and above. Um, and then I think in April, it came down to 40 and above. And because I'm in the 40 and below category, we had to wait and wait and wait. And then I think in the middle of May or end of May, the government announced that they will be giving prioritization to disease, right? And yeah. it's, you know, it, it's not as simple as saying that... Um, Yo, yeah, you should be grateful you're here. If you don't, you should go back to your country. So, like, you know, that's the exact same logic that your uh, foreign citizens mm. for vaccinations, uh, which they didn't previously when it was um, 40 years and above. So I think starting in June, um, Singaporeans who are citizens, um, not PRs, uh, just pure citizens, um, get to uh, register for the vaccine, I think, two or three weeks um earlier than non-citizens which kind of really pissed the shit out of me <laughs> i mean i know it's like you know realistic that like, okay sure it's just two weeks you know why does it matter and i actually got into a couple of you know disagreements with my other malaysian friends who are in singapore and they're like you know why why are you being so like this um 
you know, you should be grateful that you're living in a country as safe as Singapore. And I feel like that's not helpful in the conversation because that, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about in a public health emergency, everything should be equal because this is a transmissible... Is it raining there, by the way? Sorry. Yeah, it's raining. Okay, I tried... no wonder, yeah. I yeah, put yeah. a blanket over my head, but I don't. I think you obviously you can still hear it. Yeah, no, I I wasn't sure that it was raining or, or statics. Uh, Singapore that you're using when you know um people in Malaysia or in power talks to the minority races in Malaysia. You know, they mm-hmm. say if you don't like it, you can go back to your own country, which is China and India. But that doesn't make any sense because we're all Malaysians. Right. Um. Um. So yeah. So the expert community in in, in Singapore, I think, has been shrinking. Um. Because apparently, and there's an FT article that came out yesterday, and the government released a couple of statistics. Um. And you can see that the rate of get a vaccines, whether you're citizen or non-citizens. Um. Actually, they've sped up. Um. The vaccination, the second dose. So I think previously it was two weeks for Pfizer, then they changed it to six weeks for the second dose of Pfizer. Now it's back to three weeks. Um, so yeah, I think I think the government is looking to get uh, vaccination rates up to I think seventy percent um, by the end of the third quarter, which is right. You know, effectively that would be the herd immunity rate at seventy five percent by end of the year. Um, and then obviously now they're talking about differentiated measures for vaccinated people which i'm kind of on the fence on because that would mean that you know people who can't actually get the vaccine because of you know medical reasons or they have allergies they that 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 opens up a whole route of discrimination because they can't get a Mm. vaccine but now your government's you know um gonna you know um enact some policies that might discriminate against them which is unfortunate In stark contrast, I know, you know, we're talking about Malaysia. Uh, you were talking about Malaysia previously, and I'm talking about Singapore. It kind of put things into perspective that, yes, I should be grateful. Um, I don't, I think you're right to be angry about it, though. And, like, yeah. um, I was going to ask, like, do you know what the situation is with migrant workers in, in Singapore? Like, mm-hmm. what's the mm-hmm. vaccination scenario for them? Uh, they are getting vaccinated. I think they were the first to get vaccinated because they're considered frontliners because mm-hmm. they are building construction sites, which, you know, migrant workers are the backbone of the Singapore economy, let's put it that way. And we're talking about migrant, uh, migrant workers to those outside of Singapore. We're talking about the construction workers from, um, you know, not, not, the, not the PMETs, the, I can't remember the acronym what it stands for, like managers... Uh, right. Executives and whatever these are, um, they they are on a different sort of uh, like a different kind of work visa. Yeah. Um, and these are the ones that um, you know, they live in dormitories and they're usually stacked up all in one dormitory. So um, I think that's why they gave the vaccine to them because there was a large outbreak in Singapore last year, if you remember, uh, when Malaysia yeah. was doing quite well, Singapore had a, a a spike in the dormitories because you know they were you know they were they were they were cramping up in like you know sardine cans and all these dormitories. So obviously that's you know a, a breeding ground for COVID, right? Um, so yeah, I think they 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 are being vaccinated. I think the rate is still quite behind the rest mm. of the population, though. I think from yeah. what I. I think I read foreigners that in in Singapore has been decreasing since twenty nine, um, and a lot of them they did interviews at the Financial Times did some interviews with expats and they're saying it's because Singapore you know they were prioritizing their own citizens, um, and not just that right because like if you leave Singapore you can't come back in which I kind of get so there are these like you know citizen first mm. policies that as an expat um you know a li- just a little blurb mm-hmm. both that like 
you know, I think life has, yeah, because because migrant workers are made to live in dormitories in Singapore, like you can't share a flat together or anything, like you have to live in these dormitories. And um, they've all basically, like, while I think, you know, most of Singapore has enjoyed, like you guys haven't been under lockdown basically for most of like last year, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, but I think migrant workers have been basically under lockdown for more than a year like yeah, a y- uh, correct yeah but the, at the same time and i'm not gonna speak to the validity of this but there's even they are still working they're still being farmed out to the construction like to work yeah and then they come back to dormitories to sleep at night so it's a bit yeah, yeah but yeah so- in essence they are being locked down in their social kind of space i guess yeah so it's like I mean, it, 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 it's, it's, I don't know, it's like a, I, I think that you're right to be angry about, like, the differentiation of, like, citizen versus non-citizen, because, I mean, it just, it just, like, like you said, like, these policies, um, they are discriminatory, right? And, mm-hmm. like, it's a transmissible disease it's not like covid doesn't read your passport and decide Correct. to infect you or not yeah it's like, oh sorry you're singaporean okay here you can get it oh you're not singaporean okay maybe next time you know it doesn't work that way so yeah i mean i think i mean i think it's like in in a public health emergency like this you know how we care for the 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 people with the least power in our societies mm-hmm. will determine whether we can really succeed in like taking care of all of us like our mm-hmm. our health is all intertwined when mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a very you know transmissible disease like this if like it yeah it doesn't covid doesn't like read your passport it doesn't like check your bank account <laughs> um so like you know everybody's health matters you know mm-hmm. it, it 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 it's 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 makes good public health sense to take care of everybody and like it's just i think it's really horrible it's all over southeast asia like countries mm-hmm. all across southeast asia are treating migrant workers badly and as a result like it's going to endanger everybody's health and yeah it comes from this mentality of like citizen first um rather than like you know, we're all human beings, yeah. so we all deserve health and we all deserve medical care. <laughs> Correct. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm just, okay, so I, 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 I googled it. So uh, as of May 31st, which is six weeks ago, you know, it's a bit unseen because, you know, we're living in a country where we are obviously the minority, right? Right. Which is kind of interesting because, like, in Singapore, if you look, kind of Chinese um, you know outwardly when you are you know interacting with people you, you know they, they treat you the same um, so when I go out you know if I speak Mandarin in my shitty Mandarin um, you know I think they kind of assume I'm Singaporean so I don't feel that kind of like you know difference uh, that stark difference but it's only when you know it comes to the vaccination and like the roll-up programs like I, am, I, I can't go back to go see my mom without um, in KL without um, having the risk of not being able to come back to Singapore. Right. So it's, and I know, I know this, this is not, a, this is a universal experience for anyone who's living outside of um, their, their home country. But yeah, it, it just makes it slightly more difficult. But I mean, having said that, I also got my first shot. Um, but I had to do a couple of 
re- reconnaissance is that what you, the word you call it so mm-hmm. what i did was because it didn't let uh people to um vaccinate um in my age group and because i'm a non-citizen um you know that you had to call up clinics to get on waiting lists so that drops on the day itself um the clinic will call you up and then you can just go straight to the clinic within two hours because otherwise the vial will be unusable especially right. the Pfizer vaccine yeah um so so i did a couple of calls to private clinics and that, that that was how i got it um but now it's much better so not everyone is eligible to about one in five migrants um in singapore have been fully vaccinated um, and another 67,000 has been vaccinated with one dose. So I think about two-fifths of the migrant workers has been um, vaccinated at least once, um, mm-hmm. which is not a lot, to be honest. Yeah. To be fair. Yeah. 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 So so still still lagging behind. I th- It's like, it's really unfortunate. I feel like all these governments are just not learning from their mistakes. It's just mm. like... Yeah, like they like Singapore learned last year. Like, yeah, you can't ignore migrant workers' health. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have. I, I feel like it's yeah. They just haven't learned a lesson. <laughs> yeah, I guess in a way they have. They like you know they've they've kind of stepped up the protocols with whole dormitory kind of living situation. So it's definitely stricter, and you know they separate. But like you know, I think I think previously like if um you can kind of mix between dormitories. Now they don't let that anymore. So, I mean, yeah, small steps, I guess. But yeah, in the vaccination kind of space, I think there's there's still more to learn. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like, you know, when I read comments, I know I really shouldn't be reading comment sections. But sometimes I read them and, you know, um, there was an article, like the one, the, the, the Financial Times article came out yesterday. Um, this is actually on their social media um, uh, IG. Um, and I was reading the, the comments because I know there'll be some pro- Singaporeans who come jump to the defense of the government, right? Mm-hmm. So then one of them was saying that, you know, which country wouldn't um, prioritize citizens over non-citizens first? And I was thinking like, um, I guess true, but not in a context of a public health emergency. I just want to go back to the dorm thing because it's like yeah i mean like they have like stepped up the sops but like essentially they've like imprisoned mm-hmm. migrant workers like that's their solution is to not let migrant workers mix with the rest of the population mm-hmm. like we'll only use you for your labor mm-hmm. um and you can't have a day off and like go to the like i think i i read like a excerpt from one of the there's an article in the economist about it Mm-hmm. about how Singaporean migrant work like migrant workers in Singapore have experienced like these like really mm. long lockdowns and like one of the migrant workers was like one of my favorite things to do is to go to the libraries the public libraries in Singapore and read a book and I haven't been able to do that for like a year yeah. and it's just like wow like that's like that's such a small pleasure you know being able to go to a library and read a book and somebody hasn't been able to do that like for a year even though everybody else in the population is allowed to do it. And it's just like, I, it, yeah, like, I mean, it's, it's you know, we, we, we've both talked about mental health and how we've both suffered. And, like, relatively, we have a lot more freedom and privilege than most people. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, you know, I'm not suffering financially during this time. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, and, and I do 
still experience like this feeling of being cooped up and isolated from my friends because I can't see them. Mm. And I just can't imagine how much worse it becomes when you're, you know, financially precarious and mm-hmm. then also just like not allowed literally to like leave your dormitory mm-hmm. or something, you know, like, yeah. What, what kind of effects on your mental health does that have? Um, yeah, it for be, a year. Yeah. I mean, okay. To be honest, like, I feel like I'm in a prison sometimes. Like sometimes I and I know I'm I'm not. But when Singapore was in lockdown and we did get a quite harsh lockdown, like in in, in May for like a month, mm-hmm. that everything was closed. And at that point, it just brought me back to 2020, like a, literally a year ago when we were in another full lockdown. And I was just like, Jesus Christ! And like you know, like very grateful that you know I still have a job that you know um so I can make a living and I'm not. Like you, like you said, not financially sort of suffering, but even then, like even having the the even not having the weight of financial burden, I felt I still felt like I was very anxious. I was very like, oh my gosh, I can't yeah. leave Singapore. I can't go back to you know to my family in 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 KL. And even then, already I was a bit like, oh my gosh, this is too much for me. Um, right. So I can't imagine how the dormitory workers, you know, because their work is, you know, and I, I don't think they get paid that much anyways. Yeah. Um, so it's like they have that on top of um, uh, even harsher lockdowns than the general population and not being able to see their family. So, you know, that's, yeah. For anyone who can't um, empathize, I think maybe try to cut yourself off from everyone for two weeks. Yeah. See how that works for you. <laughs> yeah, like you know? yeah, and uh, yeah, like who knows like how much they're able to call their families and stuff, you yeah. know. It's it's most of us have internet like steady internet and can yeah, there's just like so many ways like I yeah, like that's my thing is like borders are violent and like this is how you see the violence of borders like it mm-hmm. affects your health, it affects your 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 movement literally like even though you're already technically legally in a country it's never okay to like discriminate services against people when it comes to um citizenship like because and again it's like it's better for everybody in this situation if we take care of everyone Mm -hmm. like if we make sure everyone gets vaccinated Mm -hmm you as a citizen are more protected if migrants and undocumented people are vaccinated too. It, it, yeah. it doesn't harm you. It's in fact, it makes you safer. That's, yeah. that's what I feel like people are failing to realize. Exactly. Whew. Wow. Okay. That's an um, interesting topic. Very heavy, maybe, in our first So typical back. of us. <laughs> It's like we should like keep it light and fun, and be like, nope, let's just talk about everything there is to talk about under the sun. <laughs> that is dramatic and 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 uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Poignant. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, let's talk about something you know more personal. Have you been dating anyone recently? I have asked out someone and mm-hmm. was politely turned down. Mm. Um, which is okay. I think it was like. You know, I it, it wasn't like you know it's it, it it's someone who I'm friendly with and like um we, we've been like slowly becoming better friends like you know we've we've uh, we've been acquaintances and you know I I think this person's like very cute and smart and mm-hmm. um and I just thought like oh you know what like I'll just ask this person if they want to go out on a date and mm-hmm. like a virtual one since we're under lockdown. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
And um, they were like, I would rather do this activity as friends if that's okay. And mm. if you don't want to do it, like, you know, because I, I, I don't want it to be a date, I also understand. And I was like, you know, let's just do the activity. And so mm. we did. And it was um, totally fine. It was not awkward because the other person's very mature and like kind. So it was, mm. so yeah, I mean, not a dating success story, I guess, but it was, I guess I just want to tell people it's shoot your shot. Like the world's ending. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. D-Day for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I, f- I mean, in general, dating is hard already, even pre-pandemic times. Yeah. Uh, dating during a pandemic, it's, it's another level. I feel like um, coming out of a pandemic and trying to, you know, re, re- um, kind of rejoin society. As mm-hmm. I'm talking about in Singapore. I know in Malaysia, it's, it's not where... Uh, it's at the moment um, you know has been kind of a challenge because I get like mild agoraphobia I think I think I've developed mild agoraphobia where I'm mm. kind of like oh gosh it's like do I really want to you know uh, go, go out. out yeah with like you know in, 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 in crowds I'm like you know mentally I feel like <laughs> we've been conditioned to think for the past couple of um, well 18 months that that's unsafe you know yeah. danger 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 you know f- yeah. you know flight or fight right so it's kind of like yeah okay um, so it, it's kind of slowly making sure that you know um, I'm comfortable enough to, to to be in that kind of situations um, and funnily enough so you know um, like you know my kind of uh workplace has asked whether um you know if i wanted to i could go to work in london uh-huh. um, yeah because like apparently singapore is on their am uh, is on their green list so actually if i travel to the uk i don't need to be in quarantine and a couple of my colleagues are already back in in, in the uk um in the office um um, or they will be going soon. So they're saying like, you know, you can just come and work here for a couple of weeks. And I was like, uh, not really. Because <laughs> like, have you seen the scenes like during um, the... the UEFA. Uf- yeah, I see UEFA. Yeah, yeah Sorry, UEFA. I'm not going to try to be... Uh, uh, in the know about sports. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, some sport, some Euro Cup or something like that. Euros? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, did you see the pictures? And I was like, girl, yeah, like, that my... gives me anxiety just looking at it. I think they're definitely going to have a third wave or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Like my my cousin's wife, my so like a lot of my family lives in England, and like my cousin's wife was like furious about the the UEFA Cup. She mm-hmm. was like, you know, like my kids' school stuff has all been cancelled because of COVID. Like they can't have a sports day, they can't do like school concerts. You know, all this mm-hmm. all this like community type stuff, but like you know, how are you allowing people in football stadiums unmasked, like, screaming, like, I, without social distancing? Mm-hmm. How does that make sense? And, you know, she's right. It doesn't make sense. It really doesn't, yeah. Um. So, yeah. I, yeah, if I were you, I wouldn't go to London. <laughs> I wouldn't. And then it's almost like, because I can't come back to Singapore, right? Because Singapore is like, oh, if you leave willingly, we might not be able to let you back in because I'm not a citizen. Ta-da-da. Mm. So it's almost like, well, you know, so it, 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 it just puts everything up in the air and I can't, the one thing I want to go is go back to Malaysia, to be honest. But then, right. uh, you know, I mean, I don't mind doing quarantine, but then it's like, Will what does that mean? Yeah, exactly. In. And if I don't come back in, then there's tax implications and all this. It's just like the world hasn't kept up to, and companies um, and the world in general and government and policies hasn't kept up to um, what's happening in, I guess, I wouldn't even say a new normal because I feel like this is really a new normal. But it's almost right. like, what is the next normal, you know? Like, you know, what, right. what's going to happen next? But 
yeah anyway that 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 that's my right are you are you dating <laughs> uh i go on a couple of dates but i don't know i kind of feel like i'm still not in the mind frame to be dating mm-hmm. do you know what i mean like serious not seriously dating yeah um i think there was a there was a guy recently and i think he probably will listen to this episode mm-hmm. shout out <laughs> you know who you are um Ooh. you know we've been no i mean we've been we were hanging out for like maybe like a couple of weeks but then um i think it got kind of like too much on my okay. side like it got a bit serious and i think you know i, I just read honest with him to say that you know this is um, you know, I think what you're expecting is not what I'm at this point in time capable to give you at the moment. Mm-hmm. So I think we should just like, you know, maybe, you know, either stay friends or like, you know, not see each other for a while and then see how things go. Um, but yeah, I just want to be very honest, you know, because like, I feel like, you know, if it's, it shouldn't be difficult, right? Especially like in the beginning when you're dating someone, yeah. it should be kind of like, oh my gosh, yay. Uh, but I felt like, you know, it was kind of like, oh gosh, this is like <laughs> giving me a bit of anxiety, you know, thinking mm. about things. Um, yeah. So then like, even after we we, we, we stopped kind of like dating, I suppose, quote unquote, um, then I, 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 you know, I felt kind of like, okay, not to say relief, but I felt like, the anxiety of not having to think about dates or dating or planning a date or expectations of a date. Like, right. it just kind of, like, made me feel much better. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I think that just basically means that uh, I'm not ready to <laughs> date yet. It's fun to say. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah. that's fair enough. And I, I'm yeah. glad you could, like, just be honest. And, like, obviously he responded in a good way, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we, we, we're still chatting here and there, but it's not yeah. as intense as it was right. um, um, uh, a week or two ago. So, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Basically, who knows what's going to happen in the world. Adulting is hard. I always say this. <laughs> Adulthood is hard. If kids, if any kids like listening to our podcast, enjoy your youth, okay? <laughs> enjoy your youth. I mean, but that's what they always say, right? Youth is wasted on the young. <laughs> yeah, it, it's true. And you don't appreciate that because when I was like 20-something, like um, some, someone in, the, uh, in their late 30s was telling me that and I was like, what do you know about youth in my head? <laughs> and then now I'm in my mid, almost mid-30s and I'm like, oh my gosh, she was right. Anyway, we're almost like almost an hour in. So, <laughs> do we want to talk about maybe give a sneak preview of what we think? Uh, and this is an asterisk of what yeah. our future episodes might entail. Like, what, what, what? Yeah. So, yeah. I, I definitely, I have a couple of friends I would like to talk to about their vaccination experience, mm-hmm. um, and specifically from the trans perspective, like what it is like in Malaysia to get your vaccine when you're trans. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe if you have... And my friend, my, my friends that I have in mind for this are trans men. So maybe if mm-hmm. you have some questions, if you're listening um, and you have questions about that, maybe you can send it to us at queerfromthestraits at gmail.com mm-hmm. and we'll try and find the answers for you um, and maybe put it to... Uh, my friends who I've approached to come on the pod Mm -hmm. and I've also got a guest in mind who is from the corporate world and in a leadership position and I thought it would be interesting 
um, to talk to somebody who's like queer or gay and in a in a corporate setting in Malaysia, like what what it's like navigating being a leader and being gay, and like you know how open can you be or can't you be? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that's what I had in mind for a future mm-hmm. episode. Um, do you have others you're interested in doing? Yeah. So there are two episodes that I'm, I'm quite keen on. So one is so I don't know whether anyone's been keeping track, but um, the three seven seven A repeal in Singapore. Um, so mm-hmm. that was um, there's an appeal that's going on. Um, I think and the ruling is about to come out end of July, beginning of August. Um, so once the ruling is out, which I think it's heavily um, expected that it won't be in the community's favour um, mm-hmm. We'll get one of the lawyers uh, Who argued for the actual appeal of the case um, no, well, Appeal of the, the ruling um, Of the appeal against 377A I know that it's a bit confusing um, But um, I'm, we're going to try and get at least one of the uh, Persons on the legal team to come on um, To talk about you know what what the repercussions are About um, the, 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 the appeal which will likely fail um, and the other episode that I kind of want to talk about is an episode about addiction. Um, so I've got a friend who uh, heads up a substance addiction recovery center uh, for marginalized communities um, in Singapore. Because um, I think, you know, the the, the policies and stance um, against drugs in Singapore is obviously pretty harsh um, in, um, in, in in the region, actually globally as well. Um, so I'm going to bring him on to talk about his journey um, on why he decided to um, open up the centre, um, his story. And he's been featured quite prominently um, in the substance recovery sort of space. Um, he was featured in Straits Times recently um, and they're doing a lot of sort of fundraising. So I thought it would be a good... Um, episode to get him on and then um, we can you know hopefully do some fundraising um, for voice center um, so yeah so that's that that's kind of I guess all in all we've got four episodes that we kind of have in mind of what we want to do in the next couple of weeks but yeah stay tuned fingers crossed yeah I think um, those all sound like and I'm, I'm yeah. excited for them yeah and I guess we are at 56 minutes so <laughs> I think yeah, it's it's time to you know before we go on and ramble on more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Which we will usually do. Um, yes, um, maybe we'll drop some links to some organizations people can donate to mm-hmm. in Malaysia. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll add it onto the the episode descriptions, and if you follow us on Instagram and Twitter, we'll we'll post it as well. Um, as that query from the streets. Um, until then, I guess till till our next episode. Bye. Bye.